Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. Do you remember your first car? Mine was a 1969 Camaro. What I remember most about it wasn't just that it was a cool car, because it certainly was. What I remember was how much it changed my life. A car was freedom. It meant having something to do, places to go, a spot to hang out with friends, a private place to take a date, and a way to commute to my first job, which was at McDonald's. In short, having a car changed everything. Now, that was lots of years and lots of cars ago, and as the years have melted away, the thrills when it comes to cars, well, they melted away too. But maybe that's about to change. In the near future, near for some of us and others, we're going to experience a different kind of ride, a silent, efficient, low-maintenance, high-torque, futuristic electric car. Now, electric cars may look just like any other car, but in some ways they're revolutionary, as different from the traditional internal combustion machine as they are from a horse. I'm excited by the prospect. I really am. Granted, not as excited as I was to get behind the wheel of that 69 Camaro, but excited nonetheless. Maybe you've already traveled down this road, and maybe you're driving an electric car, or maybe like me, you're still in the exploratory stage. Well, you're in the right place, because that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to check out the pros and cons of electric cars, and we're going to decide whether we should be plug in, plugging in right now or waiting for prices to come down and technology to go up. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hey, Stacy. How's it going? It's going. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hello, Aaron. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> I remember that song. It was probably playing in my 69 Camaro. It probably was. Before we get started, guys, our usual disclaimer. Should you hear about investments on this podcast, that doesn't make them recommendations. You never base solely on our advice because we don't know your situation. Form your own opinions. Make your own decisions. Okay, now let's get back to the topic at hand. First question, of course. What was your first car, Miranda? What was your first car, Aaron? Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, the first car that I got to drive was my parents' silver Ford Aerostar minivan. I uh, got to <laughs> sometimes drive that to school, uh, you know, help take my younger brothers and sister uh, to different events, you know, different different activities and, and kind of help out that way. The first car I bought on my own with my own money was a teal 1993 uh, five-speed Mercury Topaz. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that stick shift, really enjoyed the uh, Mercury Topaz. It was really great. What about you, Aaron? Uh, it was a stick shift 1986 Subaru wagon. Nice. Wow. Hey, let me tell you guys a story. I was just in Arizona a few weeks ago. And I was I was driving a Camaro, as a matter of fact, a brand new one, though. It was a rental car. Anyway, I was waiting to get my car, and the guy who was in charge of valet was a relatively old guy. And he said to me, you know what? The people who work here now, half of them don't know how to drive a stick. And I said, no, the guys who park cars don't know how to drive a stick. He goes, I'm not kidding you. They don't. And, I, and that, isn't that weird? Yeah, they're kind of getting phased out. I think you find them in... Um in foreign countries now, but in America, I think they're, the automatic transmission is pretty much taken over. Yeah, it's, you know a friend of mine. Oh, go ahead, Miranda. What? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, actually, like people who, if you look for like certain sporty, racy kind of things, like stuff that people want to mod, um, you can find six shifts like even in late model cars. So for instance, I have a friend who um, bought a 2016 Ford Fiesta um, and it had a stick shift and he modded it up and I, I don't know things and then uh right now he's got a um 2017 Sub- subaru wrx 
and that also has a stick shift and so but it's but you know it's it's meant for you know going to car shows and racing and and doing things like that yeah well, yeah, you know, well, it used ahead. to be a staple in, in pickup trucks, and you're hard, you'd be hard-pressed to find a pickup truck with a with a stick shift. You can't it. find it? Well, here's what I keep trying to say. A friend of mine just got a job as a long-haul trucker. They don't, have, they don't have stick shifts in big trucks anymore. They're automatic, too. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I think it's just cheaper for these companies just to go with one system and stick with it because if you're trying to build two different drivetrains, it gets too expensive. So you might as well just stick with the one automatic transmission and then just make it as cheap as possible. Now, yeah, you you guys could very well be the last generation who knows anything about uh, <laughs> driving a stick. It's true. You. It's very true. I forgot. What's this podcast about again? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> money. Maybe we should talk about some money. <laughs> let's talk about electric cars. Cause, and by the way, I sound excited when I was talking about this at the, the intro to this podcast because I actually am. I'm actually thinking about doing this. Uh, I, Are you I, thinking I, about getting an electric car? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Which one? Uh, well, I was, just... I was actually looking at Tesla's the other day. I, didn't go, I haven't gone to the showroom. I just looked to see if there were any around. And there are. Um, so, uh, but I'm actually thinking about doing this. So this is real stuff for well, me. Tesla's I, not the only one. I mean, they're the largest supplier, but they're not the only ones anymore. Oh, no. Not the even close. Changing. Not even close. As a matter of fact, remember remember the Ford suggestion? <laughs> you bought Ford, right? But then you sold it. Um, yeah. But Ford has gone, has gone up to 20 bucks a share from seven or even less than that, primarily because they're coming out with an electric pickup truck. And just this week, this is I actually November. like that truck. I think that truck's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't seen one in real life. But just, just this week, today's the 12th of November. Two days ago, Rivian came public. Uh, do you know? Do you guys see that, Rivian? It's a oh, new, they went public? Yeah, electric truck company. And guess what? First day of trading, it is now more valuable than both GM and Ford. And it's only produced 500 cars. That's ridiculous. Or they're actually trucks. That's going to that's gonna drop. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? You know who's one of their biggest investors? Ford. And you well, know who, does, you know who yeah. their biggest investor is? Amazon. And Amazon has already put in an order for 100,000 delivery vans. Well, that's pretty cool. I think the Rivian, uh, Rivian trucks looks cool, too. I don't think. I think it was ugly myself. But anyway. The, I think the, it's way better than that Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> oh, I think that Tesla Cybertruck looks pretty cool. Again, haven't seen one in real life, though. But I'm not necessarily married to Tesla. I just, that's just you asked if I, what I looked at, and that's the first thing I've looked at. But I, and I'm trying to decide: do I wait till there's more choice? Do I go ahead and do it now? Uh, but what what I want to do today is I want to drag everybody along with me on this trip and see what what, the, what are the things you would consider before even looking at an EV. Like for example, how much cheaper is it? How how do you charge it? Is it cost more to insure? Are there incentives, tax incentives to buying it? If so, what are they? Uh, you know, things of this sort. And then, obviously, we can talk also about shopping for cars. Have, what about you, Aaron? Have you thought about going electric? You know, I would love to go electric. Um, the, they're kind of expensive. I mean, they're getting cheaper, though, um, I, you know, as they make new ones. And I guess Tesla is really trying hard to produce one for about, what's the start, like 25000 is the cheapest one they want to make yeah. in the future? Yeah, they are starting to level out. So, so Aaron is. I, first of all, I, I would you, like to buy. I would like to buy that Lightning Ford, but it's it's it starts at fifty four thousand. That's, that's the pickup that's, truck. Yeah, that's that's pretty pricey. I thought about the only other thing I've even thought about, and again, I haven't gone to a showroom or anything. I'm not that serious yet. But the only other thing I've thought about is the um, Mustang Mach E. I was thinking about buying. Oh, a I saw one of those on the road. H have you? Yeah. And all I've driven, I mean, I've driven Mercedes for 30 years, 
I mean, it's really all I've driven uh, practically, but I'm done with them. They do have they do have an electric one that's coming out, but I, I'm not a fan of Mercedes anymore. They break too much. So I'm going to get something different than a Mercedes, but I'm not sure what I'm going to get yet or, or when I'm going to get it. I think the I think the biggest question that people have really is is uh, when it comes to buying one of these things is how much you drive. I mean, if you're going to drive uh, between states, you know, beyond that 300 mile mark, I think it becomes kind of complicated to buy an EV. But if you you're just doing regular commutes every day, you know, to the grocery store and to work, I, I think EV is a good choice. Let, let's talk about all these cons, pros and cons. But first, Miranda, would you consider uh, an electric? Yeah, I mean, well, one of the things that I've been kind of frustrated with, because like I'm a Subaru person, is that they still haven't really introduced a hybrid. I mean, come on, guys, get your get your act together. Like it's Subaru, man. Like at least a hybrid yeah. or something. Uh, I have two friends with Subarus and they sure love them. Oh, yeah, I do. I love I love the Subarus so, so much. So, yes. Well, let, let's stop well, there. And, actually, and, Subaru just un, just uh, unveiled a new electric car developed by Toyota. Oh, really? Yeah. Subaru and Toyota are competitors, aren't they? You would think, but I guess uh, I guess Toyota's been helping them out. Interesting. And uh, so they're going to come out with this uh, Solterra by Subaru. Mm. So it's all electric. So check that out. It's a pretty nice looking car. So it's, it's a wagon, four-door. It's a pretty sweet looking car. Well, you know, one of the things, one of the main objections people have to range, there's a name, range phobia or something like that. Um, and certainly that's something I would worry about, too. And that, by the way, the reason I mentioned this now, it's a con is range. Um, but one of the one of the things ways to get around it is to get a plug in hybrid. Uh, so, you if, you know, obviously, once you've got a hybrid, then you've got a, you know, a motor internal combustion engine, too. So you're never going to get stuck. So that's one way around that. You don't have to go fully electric. You could go uh, with with both. In yeah, hybrid. and one of those one of the most beloved hybrids out there is that Toyota Prius. That yeah. thing gets like fifty six miles per the gallon. It's all wheel drive. It's got about fifty cubic feet of storage, and it starts at twenty five k. I've driven one of those before. Have you? So it's a pretty cool little monster. I've never driven one. I drove. I rented one one time. It was okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah, the you know. I like a little classier looking car than that, but it was okay. Uh, and that was that was a long time ago, though. So now, okay, so that's one problem. Uh, of course, another thing too, if you live in a two-car household, which I do, and Aaron does, uh, Miranda is single. Um, well, you, my son has a car. Oh, okay. There you go. So <laughs> if, if you've got two cars in your household. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you can use one for long distance and one for short hops. Uh, I personally drive about, I'm going to say, fifteen hundred miles a year. <laughs> I mean, I just don't drive at all because I work at home and I ride a bicycle a lot. So I, you know, electric car would be fine for me, but but let's actually let's bring let's bring up the next problem though. I don't have a garage. I live in a single family house. I don't have a garage, so whether I have a garage or not, you're still gonna have to have a charging station. You don't have to, but you know, unless you want to drive your car around the neighborhood looking for a charging station, you're gonna need to charge <laughs> your car. So I, I looked up. Did you guys look this up? How much it costs to charge, or to or to build to have an EV charger installed? No, I didn't look that up. Because this is a permitted item. I mean, you're going to have to, I mean, out in, here in South Florida, at least, you'd have to get a permit to put this in your garage mm -hmm. or your yard or wherever else. Right. And there's a lot of different companies out there right now doing it. So you oh. could actually price shop that around. Installing one of these things. Okay. Now, you could plug these cars into your normal outlet in your house. Uh, but apparently, it takes 24 hours. 
to right. to give a full charge or more. So, but generally, people do. There are basically three different levels. The level that most people are going to do uh, basically costs about two to four thousand dollars to install. Uh, there, there's a charger that charges your car in 20 minutes or 30 minutes, something like that. It costs like 50 grand, though. I mean, those are the kinds like you know, it'd be on the side of the freeway or something. Uh, not that you'd put in your house, but the kind you put in your house is going to be around four or five thousand dollars. Charges your car overnight, obviously depending on the car. Um, so that's expense number one you're going to have to deal with. And and in my case, I, I have to, I'd have to run something because I don't have a garage. I'd have to run something around the outside of my house and put it. I have a carport, so I'd have to run it out to the front of my house, and that that's like ten bucks a foot just for the wire. I mean, you know, so this is not going to be cheap for me to put a charging station in my at my house. And if you have an apartment. What are you supposed to do then? I don't even know. I, I guess you did. Or, or what about you, Miranda? You rent, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to put a you're not going to put a charging station in somebody else's house. So what do you? How would you get around that? Yeah, well, and that's the thing. That's why I say, like, you know, I mean, I I'm more likely to be um, I'm more likely to be like doing something along the lines of of you know getting a hybrid or something at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because you, you know, when you watch the news or you read a lot of financial news like we all do, I mean, it makes it sound like everyone's going to be driving an electric car by 2030. I mean, that's what they're saying. Well, how about all these people who don't have homes to put their chargers in? I don't understand how that's supposed to work. Are they just going to have municipal chargers, rows and rows of them? I mean, I don't understand how this is going to work. But anyway, we'll see. But that, that's well, how, much does it cost to, how much does it cost to uh, understand what you're saying? How much does it cost to fuel your car up every year? Well, I don't. I, you know, it depends on how many miles you drive. Obviously, it costs me about fifty bucks because I know my car never moves. <laughs> I have to go out and start my car just to make sure the engine doesn't seize. I mean, I just but never on average, drive it. what would you think it would be? God, I don't know. Do you know the answer? Would it, would it be the same? Would it be similar cost of installing one of these things in your garage? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on how much you drive. I mean, for me, it wouldn't, but you know, for for some people, it might. And, and you know, now one thing I did read is how much it costs. Now, this surprised me. Tell me if it's not surprising to you. To you. Now, I read this from. Um, Florida Power and Light, uh, which is, you know, the utility where I live. In general, every 1,000 miles of charge would impact your electric bill by less than 40 bucks a month. That's pretty cheap. I thought the electricity yeah. would be more than that. Yeah. So th that, that's going to save some money. A thousand, how much would it cost to, to drive 1,000 miles? Let's say you get 20 well, miles. That's what I'm saying. So if the, car, if the car charger only costs you about a year's worth of gas, and that car charger would last you at least 10 years. Oh yeah, and then on top of that, it only costs you, you know, a few bucks, you know, to charge your car. I mean, that's that's pretty significant savings, because a battery in a car, uh, the average, they say the battery replacement is about ten years, which is about roughly one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred fifty k driven miles. Yeah. Um, well, let's so that's see. a pretty good deal. Okay, let's see. Let's say okay, a thousand miles. I've got a calculator open now. A thousand <laughs> miles divided by, divided by, let's say twenty miles. 25 miles a gallon that's probably more accurate nowadays my car gets like 18 but it's a beast um okay so that's so that's 40 gallons of gas times three bucks is that how much gas costs now i haven't been to a gas yeah, station now, yeah. yeah okay, plus so, so it's 120 four, four bucks. bucks okay so that means you're saving 80 bucks a month if you're driving a thousand miles you're saving 80 bucks a month by having electric at least if you have florida power and light and if what they're saying is accurate so that so it's a third the, the third the price that you're paying now and you don't have to pull over and stop somewhere and you don't have to get your hands all dirty and smelly and you don't have to get out of the car you know so there's a there's some advantages to having this electric but do remember that though you are going to have to put in a charging station what about insurance what about insurance before you buy any car always call your insurance company and ask how much it's going to cost to insure 
generally speaking, electric vehicles, they're, it, you really need to call and find out. I use USAA. It was about the same price. But remember that electric cars tend to cost more. They are coming down in price. And cars that cost more cost more to insure for obvious reasons. If they get wrecked, you know, that's why the premiums are higher. So do check, though, before you buy an electric car just to make sure. Because some companies may charge the same and some may charge a lot more. So be careful on that. The, uh, you know, I read, too, that the battery packs in these cars, it's going to cost $15,000. So something that may just be a fender bender, if it damages a battery, 15 grand. So you're going to have to keep the car insured. Yeah. Yeah. And there might be battery replacement program costs in there, too, that are going to come to light. Yeah. So now, uh, also, it, go ahead, Aaron. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I mean, there are some cons. I mean, you, you remember, you know, these cars that we have now, are even our gas vehicle, vehicle cars are kind of computers on wheels. But uh, electric cars are even more so. And... Uh, these manufacturers have kind of got to step it up a little bit. Even the Model 3 was actually prone to rusting. And these cars are full of a lot of copper Yeah, a lot but, of technology. But you know what, Do you think the maintenance is more or less on an electric car? Wait, before you answer that, <clears throat> I'm going to give you a minute to think about it because we have to take a quick break. <laughs> so we're going to be right back. We're going to answer the question, is it cheaper to maintain an electric car or a gas-powered car? Be right back. Okay, here we are. I know you know the answer to this, Aaron, because you've, I'm sure you've done some research on this. Which is cheaper to maintain? They claim it's cheaper to maintain. I mean, you're not dealing with What's the, cheaper? the electric cars. Ooh, They're claiming you you sound like you don't believe them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, machines are machines, you know. I mean, you're going to have to maintain it in a different way. I mean, you're not, you don't have to deal with, you know, a lot of people don't DIY their own oil and transmission. I mean, you don't have to deal with those kinds of things. Um, but... You know, there's still moving parts in these cars. Not you know? as many. Not as many, but they still, they're still there. I, I, you, you sound I mean, skeptical. I'm not. I think there are a lot fewer well, moving you still parts. Have AC there's, systems in, there's still an AC system in there, and, 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 and there's, you know, whatever, whatever mechanics that like to wear down. I think there are a lot. I think electric motors have a lot fewer parts and are a lot more reliable than. They uh, are a lot more reliable. Okay. A lot more reliable. Yeah. And, and stronger than a gasoline engine, too. I'm just, I'm just a little taken aback that you were you're so skeptical. <laughs> it does everything I read says they're going to be way less less cost I, I don't know. I I can see a lot of people hopping to their their cockpit and all of a sudden you know the computer screen doesn't work and now they're like oh crap. Yeah, I'm sure. It costs <laughs> you know, a now ton my car's got to get towed to the to the local shop and and there's not a whole lot of shops right now that can handle these cars. Yeah, that is true too. In fact, I wondered that about Tesla. And apparently, they'll either either they'll have some place near your house where you can take your car, or they'll come to your house and fix it. Right. That's what I read. I didn't know until I started researching for this podcast. I, I wondered where you, how you get your Tesla fixed. I have heard too that body parts are hard to get. Yeah, body parts are hard to get. Um, I mean that that body shop and, and uh, mechanics they're growing. You know, they're they're in school and they're learning. And, and I think it's going to take probably another. 10 years for it to kind of get to an equilibrium well remember too though if you're if you're buying a ford you know then you've, you're taking that to the ford dealership and there's plenty of those around so right. you know it's only if you're getting something exotic like a, a tesla or a rivian or something like that where you have to really worry right but there's not a whole lot of technicians that would understand how to fix your ford lightning so oh, yeah there will be though take that, if you do take that back to the shop it may take a little bit longer for your truck to get fixed oh maybe I, i've not read that did you read that or are you just guessing 
I'm guessing it's going to take a while to train everybody yeah. on these new systems. Well, my systems. assumption would be before they start selling a truck, they'd train people on how to fix it. But no, I'm sure that. they're training people right now. Yeah they, yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Okay, now, another thing you need to check before you buy an electric car is what incentives you will get. Now, see, you can get up to $7,500 as a tax credit, which is better than a write-off. That's a direct reduction of your taxes by buying a, uh electric or plug-in electric or plug-in hybrid, rather, car, uh, providing you buy it from the right place. Uh, in other words, uh, Tesla and GM, because this incentive only lasts for so many cars that they sell. So Tesla and GM are already out of that $7,500 credit. Ford is not. So you get, you're going to get $7,500 tax credit for buying a Ford. That's a federal tax credit now. Uh, you might also be getting state tax credits, too. I just I checked for Florida, where I live, nothing uh, at no. all. Yeah, they don't really do much here to help you with solar or electric cars. Well, or anything. The, the Build Back Better bill that just got introduced, you can get up to twelve thousand five hundred. Well, that's on an that's EV including the seventy five hundred because that's a forty five hundred dollar credit. But the it's very specific in there. Like the, the I forget what it was. The car has to be built here in America, and there's other no. It's, it has to be union built. Yeah, union built. That's what it is. And right now, only the Chevy Bolt is uh, qualified. But and but the, the Ford EUV. Ford cars will be too. At the end of the day, no, I didn't read that. If they well, were, no, I didn't. I didn't read that either. But Ford is a union company, yeah. So I assume that there that will be true. It will not be true with Tesla, even though they're built in the United States. They are not built with union labor. Right. They're they are anti union. Uh, so 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 you got seventy five hundred bucks if you're not buying if if you're buying from a car a company that hasn't used up all their credits yet, and if the the new infrastructure bill. Not, I'm sorry, not infrastructure. The Build Back America. Uh, the the thing that hasn't passed yet that they're still arguing about, if that passes, then you will get the forty five hundred dollars. That's correct, isn't it? It's not the infrastructure bill that has that credit, is it? I don't uh, think so. I could uh, be wrong. I just I know it as the Build Back Better bill, so that's all I know. I think the Build yeah, Back Better the Build Back Builder do, do is know? different than the infrastructure bill. Right, right, right. It's the one that has not passed yet. Infrastructure right. is going to be signed on Monday, uh, and Build Back Better has not. So even though it seems weird, because it seems like this should be part of the infrastructure bill, it is not. It's in the Build Back Better bill. Uh, so that's 4500 bucks there. So that is up to $12,000. That's a nice incentive. Just make sure, but be sure and check this stuff out, especially with your state before you go shopping, because a lot of states have incentives of their own. So that could, that could sweeten the pot even more. So I think that the, those are the things that I wanted to know about before I started shopping. Now, as far as shopping goes, obviously shopping for any car uh, means establishing a budget, checking the insurance, uh, making sure that, you know, you, you, you get, obviously you're going to test drive. Looking, uh, I, I like to look at consumer reports. They test a lot of cars. I also like to look at J.D. Power. So there's a lot of places you can check online. I found and check on check on YouTube too. I was watching a video the other day on this guy who owned a Tesla, and he he had a his camera inside his his cockpit, and he was touching and and uh, uh, kind of wiggling all the components inside the car. So he's wiggling the dashboard, he's wiggling the the console in the center and the door panel, and he was showing everybody just how loose all of the oh. plastic parts were in his car after like a couple of years of driving it. And he's like, these cars are junk. So, so he use, wasn't use, happy. Use, yeah, he was not happy. So but, use you YouTube know, Consumer Reports loves Tesla. Oh, yeah? They have in the past. They gave him a 10. I think they withdrew that. This is a couple of years ago. But, but Tesla has a good reputation at Consumer Reports, and I really like Consumer Reports. I trust them. But, you know, this is another thing, too. We're almost out of time for this. But, um, 
you do want to look online for information. And man, there is tons and tons of it. I mean, Car and Driver has a whole bunch of stuff. Carddriver.com, um, Edmunds, a whole bunch of it. Consumer Reports. I mean, you, you'll, you'll be reading until the cows come home when you start looking this stuff up. It is everywhere. These things are really popular and a lot of people are writing about it. So uh, there's plenty of info out there. And I suggest I, it, my first stop would be Car and Driver. They have a whole electric car buying guide. Uh, now, before we, before we quit, though, we've covered a lot of bases. What do you think about waiting? I mean, I, I, I'm a real procrastinator anyway. You know, I tend to drive my car. I, I, right now I'm driving a car that's 2009. It's got 50,000 miles on it. Uh, and so it takes me forever to do something. And I, keep, and I keep saying to myself, well, you know what? Next year, the batteries will be cheaper. Next year, they'll go farther. Next year, it'll have these, you know, these other bells and whistles. You know? and so, so it's hard for me to make a move. Is now the time to make a move on these things? Or do you think you'd be better off waiting? I, I don't know. I think if you do the math and you find out you could save a few bucks by having one of these things, I mean, why not do it? I mean, if you have a garage, it's easy to install and, you know, um, and you're okay with it taking eight hours to have a full charge or it's only charged 80% in 30 minutes and you can still drive around. I think it's, I think it's an okay thing. I mean, if you're really into the green movement and you want to reduce noise pollution and emissions and stuff like that yeah I mean, that's I, that's I, a good point we haven't even discussed you know the the planet is being yeah. saved by these things too. i think it's going for it i have cool statistics here about um so it's about two percent of all car sales this summer were e were evs and it's jumped to five percent so it's 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 it keeps moving up and then um seven and ten people that hop in a electric vehicle or either drive one or just experienced one or whatever are 100% convinced they're going to buy one. That's okay, a lot. That's awesome. So it's hey, a big movement. You know, I've got, a, I've got a Tesla dealership right down the street from me. I'm going to go test drive one of these things. I'll, I'll let you guys know what happens. I, I, if, I, and, you know, there might have, you might have to wait to buy one anyway. You know, I don't even know. But now it doesn't seem like a good time to buy a new car at all because, you know, they're hard to get, you know, because of the, the problem with all the computer chips. So I don't know if now's a good time to buy a car at all. But I'm going to keep looking at them, though, and I think my next car is going to be electric. I, you know, I was saying maybe my next car is going to be electric like six months ago, and now I'm saying it is going to be. I'm definitely going to buy an electric car. the next, And I may even buy something new, which would freak my wife out. <laughs> yeah, I've never I owned mean, a new I, car. I bought an electric lawnmower, and I think it works pretty good. You know, how about an electric Harley? Aaron, Aaron and I are both Harley riders. I, I, I'm sorry, but my motorcycle needs to make noise, folks. I'm, I'm hey, not going to drive that, beside I watched that Ewan McGregor documentary, The Long Way Up, where they take a couple electric Harleys and ride up through South America. Oh, I heard of that. I saw That's really cool. And I actually thought, like, okay, electric motorcycles are awesome. Now, how did they do that? How did they charge them? Believe it or not, Rivian put charging stations all throughout their trip. Well, that must be nice. How cool is that? Let's and, and they drove Rivian trucks. The photographer crew drove Rivian trucks, at, you know, the prototype ones, and followed them all the way up. Wow. So it's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool documentary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see that. Okay, before we, before we quit, you're, and actually you've got the question today anyway, Miranda, but are you, are you going to buy, you said you can't buy an electric car because of your rental house situation, right? Yeah, I'll probably, I mean, but I think. But you would buy a hybrid. Yeah, I would buy a hybrid if I, I mean, I just barely bought, I just barely bought a new Subaru, so. I mean, I'm not going to oh, buy a brand new car. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be buying anything new uh, anytime soon. 
I, you know what? Even though I'm just, even though I'm threatening to do that, I probably won't either. But if I do, <laughs> I will let you guys know. Okay, now we have time for our, our question, and then we got to get out of here. Okay, here's your question, Miranda, which I found particularly insulting, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. <laughs> here's what it says. This is from Mike. Mike says, "Hi, Tracy." <laughs> okay, 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 Mick. <laughs> My name is Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y. Thank you very much. I've been doing this for 35 years. I've been on 100 TV stations. But okay, but let, let's go past that. Okay. Hi, Tracy. On the November 3rd podcast, Miranda talked about cryptocurrency. It was very confusing. Could you do an introductory 101, explain what the hype is all about in this newer currency? I'm a subscriber to Money Talks and all the articles and podcasts are informing. Okay, I know you don't have a lot of time. Can you can you help Mick out here? Yeah, so basically cryptocurrency is a truly digital currency that is created <laughs> created using computing power. Uh, so basically um, networks of computers uh, perform certain tasks or, um, well, now they're moving to different models. But at its most basic level, um, perform certain tasks and as a result, uh, the computers that are involved in this reserve receive a token. So receive a digital token, a little digital piece of, you know, information that says, you know, you have this thing. And um, <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, I'm confused. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you totally explained it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, that's I'm the problem, right? Lost the thread here. But that's the problem, right? <laughs> like in the end, in the end, cryptocurrency. This is why I don't believe in it. Right. Nobody can explain because, it. because in the end, a crypto cryptocurrency, right, is just a digital piece of information that says you have a token. You know, basically, that's what it is. You have this coin. They use coin and token um, interchangeably. And it's and it's and it's it is it's it's very like it's this whole complicated thing. But basically what it comes down to is it is a digital currency. And some people just like any other medium of exchange, some people, if you send them a Bitcoin or a uh, or or Ether from Ethereum, or even a Dogecoin, because the Dallas Mavericks will accept your Dogecoin in their team store, uh, and you can buy a ticket to see a Dallas Mavericks game with a Doge with Dogecoin. But if you send somebody this piece of information, this digital piece of information, and they accept it, then you can buy goods and services with it. Uh, so, you know, okay. Uh, but it's too volatile, but it is okay, very, Mike. but it is very okay. volatile. It is very hard to, to deal with, but yes. So basically people are just very excited because it's something new. It's something different. There's a lot of hype specifically around Bitcoin because of how much, how much it's, you know, so-called value is relative to the U S dollar. Um, okay. How about this? How about this? It's a digital currency built on blockchain. And here's the main thing. We have at least two podcasts on this. So if you go to our page and you look up our podcast on crypto or Bitcoin, I don't know which word to search because I can't remember where they were titled, you'll have a much longer explanation that'll be much more satisfying for you. But it, it is confusing. It is confusing. And it is confusing even to me now, and I own, I own some. Well, if you if episode 91, we kind of explain right. a lot of it. So, episode 91? Okay, look yeah. up episode 91, Mike. But at rudimentary, though, it was just basically decentralizing the bank so that you're just having peer-to-peer -peer, uh, cash right. exchange versus having it to go through a, uh, a bank. That's true. 
Well done. At, at the end of the day, that's we're what it getting really there. Is. Right. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. so we're out of time. Yeah, it's By a basic, another hour, we'd have this yeah. down. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just a way of exchanging something. Like it's a medium exchange of exchange, like a dollar. Like if I give Aaron a dollar for something, but you know that dollar is issued by um, the U.S. government, right? And so this way, the Bitcoin, if I give Aaron a Bitcoin instead, we've just agreed that a Bitcoin is worth something, even though it was created out of computing power on the Internet. So, I mean, it's just another you're, medium hey, of exchange. You're getting, you're getting better and better. Your explanation is getting better and better. <laughs> Here's like, Aaron, when you're when you're editing this podcast, just cut out the last 15 minutes and just put the last few sentences in. <laughs> okay, guys, we do have to go now. We're out of time. Um, so... If you have more, remember, remember pod, or podcast ninety one. If you learn more, want to know more about Bitcoin. In the meantime, though, dig a little deeper on the topic today: electric cars. We've got a ton of links, and I mean a ton, in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That's Miranda Marquit M A R Q U I T dot com. If you had a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. It takes you two seconds. Really helps us out, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. I'm electrified. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time. <laughs>